What's going on, everybody, and welcome to Casual Conversation with Will and Gary. You are listening to episode number 12, and we are stoked about this one. We finally got a guest on the podcast. Yes, you heard that right. We finally got a guest on the podcast, and joining us today was mine and Gary's good buddy, Marcus Miles. Marcus is a super interesting and inspirational guy. And we're really stoked for you guys to listen and hear what he has to say. We talk about a lot of stuff. We talk about where he came from, what he does, what his what his goals are, what he wants to do with his life. And I think you guys are just going to really enjoy it. So sit back, strap in, and as always, please enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back, my Howdy friends. Yo. Welcome back, my friends, to Casual Conversation with Will and Gary. Episode, what is it, Gary? Number 12. Number 12. I bet, we, way, I bet we almost have to scroll now. On our way to a million. That's what we're going for. Going to a million. A million episodes. Yeah, I was thinking more than that, but I mean, if you want to set your standards that low. Uh, well, I mean, we can, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, we got a good podcast for you today. We've got a guest. Our first guest ever. First guest ever. I'm excited, man. Uh, he grew up in uh, Clinton, Arkansas. This Woo! is Marcus Miles. Woo! What's up, guys? He's here. <laughs> I can't believe it. We have a guest. I know. So stoked. So um, what we like to do starting out is to ask everybody... Uh, what they did this week, but I already kind of know what you did this week. I'll let I'll let it will ask that question. Yeah. So, um, well, to start her off, Marcus, why don't you just give us a little rundown who you are, where you're from, you know, what you're doing right now. Well, name is Marcus Miles, as y'all just mentioned. Grew up in Clinton, Arkansas, right down Highway 65 from these two folks. Uh, nowadays, just got just got done with college, fixing a. Make a big move up to Washington, find me a job as a personal trainer, real big into health and fitness and, and all that good stuff. So you said you went to college. Tell everybody what you graduated with. I got a bachelor's in exercise science. Ooh. So science. I know how to exercise. <laughs> Scientifically. <laughs> Scientifically exercise. <clears throat> no, that's cool, man. So um, I guess we'll just start it off. What'd you do this week, Gary? Well, um, so or what should I say, what did you and Marcus do? This <laughs> so I, I worked like my normal thing. I go Saturday, Sunday, Monday, 4 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then when I got off this Monday at 4 p.m., I went home. For those of y'all that, that don't know, I, I had this, this goal that I made for myself this year that I was going to grow or well last year actually <laughs> yeah dude, it's a new year yeah it's 2019 um i made this goal that i was gonna grow my beard out for a year and i and i kept telling everybody i'm gonna shave it off uh, january 1st or well december 31st i guess is what happened because i went straight home and i shaved my my year's worth of growth off wow <laughs> and after that um Marcus came over and we planned to drive out to uh, Ozark, turn off the interstate, go up Highway 23, known as the Pig Trail uh, Scenic Route. Scenic? We, we went up, eh, it was about 20 miles or so, 
to a place called Cherry Bend, which is the start, or well, it's section three of this big long trail that we've been we've been hiking in sections. It's about it's called the Ozark Highlands Trail, and it's it's broken up into eight sections. So we did section one and two. Um, I mean, we've been working on it for a little over a year now, yeah. and that was about. 20 miles a piece so 40 miles we're 40 miles into this thing and so we wanted to step our game up we were starting it at section three at a place called cherry bend and we were gonna walk uh or we'll hike <laughs> walking i mean it, it was a lot of walking <laughs> yeah um running were you, were you running no we no. we did not we did not run um we ran when we had to cross creeks uh one time <laughs> because they were really cold and we didn't want to stay in them but no, we went and we hiked 50 miles. We did actually, we did section three that was 20 miles. And then we did section four as well. We just kept on uh, trucking and it was 30 miles. So we did that in, we did it in three days. So we woke up Tuesday, uh, started out, got 14 miles in. We went uh, Wednesday and got. What do we get? We got 21, 21 mi- miles. Yeah, we got 21 miles, man. Yeah. That was, and it rained on us. I was about to say, like the whole, all day. I was about to say, I knew you guys were uh, going hiking. And then, like, every day that you were there, it was like torrential downpour here. Yeah. I didn't know if it was raining <laughs> there or not, but. Yeah, it rained on us pretty much the whole time. Yeah, we got wet. <laughs> <laughs> we did get wet. So we went 20 mile, uh, 21 miles the second day, and we were pretty beat. We were pretty beaten down uh, sleeping. We were. We were a little little wet, um, had to sleep on the ground, wake up, and got 15, <laughs> uh, 15 miles staring you in the face, yeah. or 16 miles so, or whatever. like uh, 20 miles, how long does that take if you're hiking? Like, what's your approximate speed that you're going? Well, Marcus is better at breaking down the time. I've, I didn't have my phone, so I had like no concept of time. Of course, you of didn't time. have your phone. You never <laughs> have your phone. But Marcus was like kind of pacing our miles, so what, what do you got about that? Yeah, so... You have to consider we're we're walking through the Ozark Mountains, so yeah. there is elevation change constantly, either up or down. We're we're not walking through much level ground, so twenty miles through the Ozarks, just assuming you're in decent shape, that's that's about eight hours, maybe maybe seven hours, seven eight hours, a whole day of walking. Wow. Okay, that's, I did a lot. Not, I mean, I I figured it was a bunch because like I don't know what the average walking speed is, like four or five miles an hour, and you probably weren't even going that fast. So if you went 20 miles, you know, that's at least five or six hours. So, I mean, eight hours, that's a long time, though. Yeah. Well, what, how, how many hours of daylight is there right now? Uh, sunrise is about seven, sets at five, so about 10 hours. And we'd, we'd every, every single day, wake up, pack up camp, you know, maybe eat a couple cliff Bars for breakfast and, and yeah. hit the road. You're, you're walking all literally day. the entire day. <laughs> Literally the entire oh, day, we, dude. We saw some beautiful things though. So section three of the Ozark Highlands Trail is like one of the more scenic uh, areas, according yeah. to the the trail guide that we use. Shout out Tim Ernst. Yeah. Shout one out day, one Tim. day you will listen to this podcast. Or well, I guess he already does. I don't. I don't know. Anyways, anyway, shout out Tim Ernst. He has a great trail guide. But one of the places that we that we went to, and I encourage people to go out and check this place out, it's called the Maranoni Scenic Area. And I'll give you a little description of what it's like. You're you're walking in a very, very rugged, like just 
just so tight, like a ravine almost. And it's like bluffs that are moss covered. And and it's just waterfall after waterfall. And you're like walking on the side of the, like, it's like, they're kind of like a terrace that you're walking on, but you're like on the side of the canyon. Oh, so like if you fall, you're going to die. No, 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 no. (laughs) I mean, well, I mean, it's a possibility. But like you would you would roll down the hill more like like it's not like a straight drop it's just very steep and rugged. Oh, okay, okay. So but it's if not you're, like if you're willing to go out straight and, down. and and see, man, it's it's beautiful though. It blew our minds. Absolutely. I'll have to um, go check it out. Oh, well, the only times the only times that we really stopped is when we would like get done climbing a hill sometimes because dudes, I mean, there was there was one hill that was almost eight eighteen hundred or no, it was a uh, it was like fifteen, thirteen hundred foot elevation increase over like four or five miles. That's hardcore. It's and you're just—it's like yeah. you're just like when you're walking up a hill. A lot of the times, you're what they call a switchback. So you like go up a little bit this one way, and then it kind of cuts back the other way, and you just kind of work your it's way like up the giant mountain. snake up the mountain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the whole time, how, like you guys are carrying the gear, right? So, mm-hmm. like, how much does that weigh? Like thirty pounds, maybe. Uh, maybe about, not that much, but about there. It, it kind kindly depends how much water you got on you. Yeah, too. yeah, that's yeah. true. We we didn't carry as much water as we did in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Well, see, I was fixing to say we we stopped um also to purify our water. So we yeah, I, I was about like, to ask how like because fifty miles, dude. You like you need a bunch of water, you know? Like yeah. I didn't know if you were just carrying a bunch or if you stopped and. Tell them about the the iodine pills that your dad sent us. Oh, yeah. So there's two major ways of of purifying your water. One, you can do this fancy filtration method that that essentially drips water, which is slow. And when you're trying to knock out 20 miles in a day, it's just not realistic. Yeah. So luckily, we happen to have some little iodine pills where all you got to do is, you you know, get your water out the out the river and then you just pour pour a little bit of pills in there depending on how much you got and it you just shake it up let it sit in there for about 30 minutes and it'll purify your water oh that's dope i didn't know they had that so iodine though is like like a deep dark yellow like just imagine a very dehydrated person taking (laughs) taking a leak (laughs) so that's what iodine makes your water look like yeah so like you drank cokes all day and then you go take a pee and it's like I'm, I'm yeah. talking like yellow as mustard. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So when you when you let the iodine kind of sit, in which the the cool thing about it, yeah, you just toss them in, put it in your backpack, and you're walking. And I mean that in itself is shaking it up. Yeah. You, oh yeah. When that's you true. think about it, when you think about it, you know, when you're walking and hiking, um, maybe thirty, forty five minutes down the trail, you throw in these what they call PA neutralizing tablets. And so you just throw those in and it, it changes the color back to like watercolor. Yeah. And it eliminates the iodine taste. Oh, okay. That's cool. I was about to ask too if it tasted weird when you put, no, the, dude, it, when you it put the pills in it. Taste, it tastes better than Conway water. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It tastes better than no water. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, dude, I mean, we, when we filled up though, like it was like very clear water. Like we've, we filled up with some water before and it was like some floaties yeah <laughs> quite a few floaties extra protein in that water <laughs> yeah but this one was it's pretty clear pretty crystal awesome dude so like um i mean i know you guys love hiking and going outside and doing stuff like that but like what was the what was the purpose of the hike was it just to like get away de-stress like 
revitalize the mind or like were you just doing it just because it was the next leg of the trail so 50 miles in three days through rugged country that's a lot that's a lot i don't think that (laughs) de-stress is the right word um i think i think it's honestly I think it's honestly just just digging within yourself and seeing seeing your limits. I think that that's that's healthy for you. I mean, I I, yeah. I de-stress all the time. You know, I re- I sit and I reflect and I take I take moments during the day where I just kind of, you know, sit and be quiet and just think about what's going on in my life and things of that nature. So I I, I de-stress all the time, but sometimes I find it um necessary for myself to to push my limits and see what see what i have yeah because i mean the most i had hiked uh in one like go was like maybe it's 20 20 miles about about 20 miles yeah and i i mean i just exceed like i i showed myself like there's so much more in the tank and that's not just like for hiking yeah that's just like overcoming anything yeah. any type of adversity like i don't know it, it which uh a very uh, a very big mentor to me says this all the time it hardens your mind when when adversity comes at you you're you're prepared to to overcome it it hardens your mind that's david goggins oh yeah dude We've talked about him before. Yeah, we talk about him all the time. Like, why do you why do you go and like hike, Marcus, and do things that are that are challenging, like to your mind and your physical state? Like, like what's your mindset when you're when you're fixing to do stuff like that? So, in regards to the hiking trip, there there's multiple reasons. One, it's it's just a love for nature, man. It's like yeah, I love yeah. love getting out there. Love Arkansas. Love the Ozarks. Love the amazing things just getting out there and getting getting connected to your roots man getting connected to the the natural world so that that's one huge aspect of it um that being said a 50 mile hike isn't a casual stroll through the woods yeah. right <laughs> if, if, if i'm trying to just connect and chill i'm gonna I'm go find a, a spot to hang out and sit in my hammock you know yeah. there, there's there's other intentions behind this or go climb a wall right yeah. right <laughs> yeah a big part of it is, is a similar, similar to what Gary said. It, for me, it's all about chasing discomfort, pushing those physical and mental limits, you know, doing hard things. Like, like he said, the you know, longest hike we'd done was close to 20, 21 miles. So we're going out there and doing literally over double that. So that's going to test you. Uh, yeah. For, for anyone out there that wants to know how hard hiking is like go try and hike 20 miles in a day it's, it's tough that's taxing you you lay down at night in your tent and you want to die you yeah yeah <laughs> it's like you don't want to do it anymore man i i wanted to quit so many times on that hike but you put yourself in a position where you have to do it it's just kind of like the the Grand Canyon trip that Gary and I did a little while back. Which we'll talk you, about. <laughs> you get down to the bottom of that canyon, you don't want to hike back out. If there was a if there was a magic elevator, magic teleportation device, dude, you would take it in a heartbeat. Bro, there is a magic teleportation device. It's known as those donkeys walking up, dude. I almost I was like, guy, I thought about asking those guys that were leading the train of donkeys. I was like, man. 
I would really consider giving you money to to just sit on one of those donkeys, man. <laughs> Dude, it's it was it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, so really what I'm saying is I'm 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 chasing discomfort, right? And something I found in my life is that the more uncomfortable I am, the more hard situations I get into, the better my life is. Now, face value, this is extremely counterintuitive, right? It's like, what? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Do hard things, get uncomfortable to have a comfortable life. What? But when you think about it, as David Goggins says, you're callousing your mind. You're becoming a harder individual. If I can go out there and climb out of the Grand Canyon, if I can go do a 50-mile hike in January in the cold, in the rain, if I can overcome that obstacle... I can overcome other obstacles in life. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's multifaceted. It's like, yeah, I'm getting out there. I'm, I'm enjoying nature, but I'm also training my mind. I'm training my body. I'm going physically, mentally. I'm really spiritually in, in that I'm, I'm connecting with the land. There's just so many benefits to, to going out and doing things like the things we do. Yeah, that makes sense. And like what you're saying, like then when you come back home and like, not necessarily a physical um, like trial you go through. I mean, I could see that. It'd make it a whole lot easier because you're like, dude, you know, I mean, we literally just hiked 50 miles. Like, this is nothing. Or you go and do something that's, that used to be difficult, but, you know, now it's not as difficult anymore because you already did something way harder. Exactly. I dig that. I dig that. Yeah. That's and, really cool. And I'll tell you this. It'll make you appreciate what you have more. Going through that struggle, going through that discomfort. Yeah. Go sleep on the ground while you're wet for three days when you when you come back when you when you do lay down in that soft cozy bed with your 70 degree room it's going to be that much sweeter it's going to be that much nicer yeah yeah for sure yeah so talking about sleep and the the, we were talking about the physical aspect of it like hiking 50 miles honestly which none of it's easy but the physical aspect to me anyways is is easier than the than the mentality that you have to maintain once you get in your tent and you're hurting and it's at this time of year like what 13 14 hours of dark yep because like it's pretty dark you you don't have lights like we're so used to coming in and, and having you know artificial lights when it gets dark out there man you get in your tent and you're in there for 14 hours and yeah. it's it's a mind game, man. It's it's such a mind game because you're so you're so cold. Yeah. You're, you're wet. Yeah. It's like thirty two degrees outside, almost freezing. Um, it's it's painful. We were we were talking about this, and this I encourage I encourage someone to to maybe not maybe not start out. De- actually, definitely don't start out with fifty <laughs> miles. Like we were talking about, if we would have done that, that would we may have died. Anyways, <laughs> go go out and go out for a ten mile hike. Knock out five miles. Sleep on the ground. Knock the other five out, and, and you you will understand. It'll ma- it'll make you it'll make you understand how difficult the mental aspect. You can't you you cannot portray the difficulty of that. Yeah. I saw your uh, Instagram post today, Marcus, and you were talking about how even though you may not be able to do something as well or as long as somebody else that's difficult, you can always start. And even though you, even though you might not do it 
for an extended period of time like they do or to the degree that they do, you still start and you were talking about how you always have to keep just constantly improving little by little. So he, he'd use the example of a cold shower. So I, I assume you take cold showers? Um, I don't really take cold showers too often now. I go jump in cold creeks. Okay. Right, cold showers are too easy for me at this point. Oh, yeah. I will, I will if I don't have a creek around. Yeah, I got you. Like for me though, a cold shower sucks. Like it's terrible. So you were saying how just try it for like 30 seconds and then maybe the next time you go for 45 seconds and maybe the next time you go for a minute. So that, that was really cool to me how we can still do the same thing and feel the same thing. We're just doing it on a different level. Absolutely, man. It's, it's, it's all about progression. It's all about having that growth mindset. See, a, a super big problem that I've struggled with in the past, that most people struggle with, is comparison, right? Yeah. We, we see other yeah. people doing great things and we're like, why can't we be like that person? Why can't we be on that some, same level? Well, look, man, you haven't been doing it as long. I've been taking cold showers for years. Yeah. So I can go hop in a, a, a fresh spring water hole and, and sit there for five minutes, you know, freezing my butt off and be all right with it. Whereas someone else, that, that's, that's going to break them down. It, it's, we, we get stuck in these, these games of comparison. So instead of looking at where other people are, are at, look at where you're at. Yesterday, I was in the cold shower for zero seconds. Today, 30 seconds, that's a huge improvement. And that's something you should be proud of and happy about. Yeah. Try and compare yourself to who you were yesterday rather than some other person. Yeah, yeah I do that. Think of the, think of the progression like, of, of being in school. Like, it's not better or worse to be a second grader as opposed to an eighth grader. An eighth grader's just been in school longer, and that's where they are. And yeah, that's where that the second sense. grader is. Yeah. So that's that's how you should look at it as your progression on on your playing field, not at not everybody else's. Yeah, I got you. So, anyway, final thoughts on the uh, on the height, Gary. What or let me say this: What's the one thing that you took away from it that you value the most? We're not value the most, but that struck home with you the most. <clears throat> so do you know you know the saying? damned if you do damned if you don't yeah me and marcus had a really really good conversation about we're we're at a point in our life we both just graduated college and we have we have paths that we can choose to go down particularly like do we want to go out and and enjoy things still make a living but go and learn and, and keep keep growing in in different areas or do we really want to pursue our career like and go really hard in it right away? You know, like, so do you want to go and do a bunch of personal growth or do you really want to go and, and lock, like lock in? And both both of them are good. So we got to talking about that and the, the damned if you do, damned if you don't came up. And we, we honestly decided that, that we feel like we're in a place where it's blessed if you do, blessed if you don't. Yeah, because you got like the best of both worlds. Yeah, and 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 that's not individual to us. It if you if you are out there and you have two two or more options that you could go down, it's your decision on whether or not you look at it as damned if you do or blessed if you do. 
Yeah. Like it's all your mindset. Yeah. Something, something I like to say is you don't make the right decisions in life. You make your decisions right. Okay. Say that again for Will. Say that one more time. Y'all chew on this. You won't make the right decisions in life. But what you must do is make your decisions right. Yeah. I'm chewing on it pretty hard. (laughs) If If it's right to you and you feel like that's what you feel called to do, then do it. Don't look back on it and say, oh, I had these decisions. Did I make the right decision? Make it right to you. I get what you're saying. I get it. I get it. It's all coming together. The wires weren't connecting together at first, but now they're kind of zapping, you know? <laughs> yeah. They're kind of zapping. So. Oh, man. It was, it was good. It was good. What, you didn't ask Marcus. What, what was his favorite thing? Gary, when I'm asking a question, I'm, I'm giving it to the room. <laughs> Marcus, what, what was well, your... I guess I did kind of ask you directly, but... What was the, what was the thing that you, you took out of the hike the most? I really value a warm bed. <laughs> man <For sure. laughs> yeah like um yeah there's no no huge takeaways it's, it's just it just makes you appreciate things like i like i said earlier man there's there's nothing like having a car for transportation yeah no kid right you'll drive 50 miles in no time in, in in less than an hour and not even thinking about it you know go walk 50 miles that took us three days <laughs> like it took us three days man it just it just makes you appreciate yeah. the the things we we and take those were granted. a hard three days dude that 21 mile day we felt like we were gonna die oh yeah. i felt like death i felt like death <laughs> at the end of the day that would have been a bad deal see you on the news <laughs> <laughs> buzzard flying over you no um so we uh we want you to kind of get on on this story that you you want to tell to to the audience. All right. So, for you who do not, do not know me, I just recently got back from an adventure down in Florida. Um, an adventure. You can catch it all on Instagram. Go follow him at King Merk. That's King right. Merk. Shout out King underscore Merk M E R K underscore. That's what my friends call me, by the way. My name is Marcus, but you can call me Merck. Merky Merck. Merck. Merkel. <laughs> Merkley. Whatever you want. <laughs> so for three months down in Florida, I was semi-homeless. I was living in a box I built in the back of my truck. So... <laughs> a box. I've never heard you so put it that box. way. <laughs> so, so, soak that up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a box when it you is. think about it. It really it's is a, a It's a wooden though. box. I built it out of two by fours and plywood. Like it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like a big dog house. You know? Yeah, dude, the dog house. <laughs> Who's in the dog house? Marcus. So you're probably wondering why. So in order to give you some reference to the story, I'm, I'm going to go back in time and give you some background information as to what led to this, because this doesn't just happen. You don't just end up living in a box you built in the back of your truck yeah. in Florida overnight. Yeah, you, don't, <laughs> you don't just jump in the doghouse. You got to have a reason. <laughs> so something about me is I grew up with a military father i love him to death but he was not around a lot as a child so because of that when when i was young i sought out 
masculine mentor figures. And there was a bit of a, of a, of a shortage of masculine figures that really resonated with me growing up in my area. So what I went to was this beautiful thing we called, we have called the internet, right? And through the internet, I came across a man named Elliot Hulse. Now to explain Elliot, Elliot is a, he's most famous for being a YouTuber. He has a YouTube channel with 2 million subscribers, has another YouTube channel with almost a million, uh, check it out, it's called Strength Camp. He's also a gym owner, which is called Strength Camp, which is where I was working down when I was in Florida. Elliot is a retired professional strongman, a former collegiate football player. He's an entrepreneur. He has multiple businesses. Nowadays, he's a multimillionaire, right? Great guy. So to give you some background on him, when I was about 15 years old or so, I started getting interested in the world of fitness, right? At 15, I was probably about 6'3", 140, to give you an idea. I was, I was a beanpole, right? <laughs> I, I, I shot up fast, but uh, I was very skinny for a long time. So I suffered with insecurities, you know, over, over my self-image. So I said, I've, I've got to make a change. I've got I've to get buff, right? Yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll get me girls, right? That'll, yeah, for <laughs> sure, dude. For sure. <laughs> that'll that'll get down. me all the things I want at 15 years old. So I go on YouTube and I start seeking fitness advice. And that's when I come across Elliot. And he has lots of great videos talking about how to work out, how to bodybuild, how to become a better athlete. And that was great. And, and that initiated my love and passion for fitness, which for y'all that don't know, I've been a personal trainer for the last two years, just graduated with a degree in exercise science, right? This has been a constant for the last about 10 years of my life. So something else Elliot did is he is an integrator of many different things. Elliot, the, what, what, what makes him stand out, the reason why he has 2 million subscribers on YouTube is because he isn't your average Joe personal trainer. He integrates the higher ideas. He integrates spirituality, philosophy, um, you know, education, all of the psychology, all of these different ideas into weight training, into hmm. performance, into athletics, right? And this really drew me in and opened up my mind and, and made me start thinking about things on a deeper level, right? So, so he was really a foot in the door for a lot of things in my life. And I continued to watch his videos and develop and grow over time until about roughly a year ago or so, I was attending, he, he also has these things called grounding camps, which are, to keep things short, uh, meditation camps. Okay. So I, gotcha. I, was, I was attending a meditation camp of his, and I was talking to Elliot, and I'm like, man, you know, I'm, I'm a personal trainer. At this time, I'd been a personal trainer for about a year. Yeah. It's like, man, I love fitness. I love strength camp. I love your gym. I love what y'all got going on. Uh, strength camp, just so y'all know, it's a very, it's not your commercial gym. Yeah. It's a very hard, gritty gym. Yeah. Uh, Do they it, have them all over the country? So there are, they're in, located right now, they're in three countries. There's about oh, okay. 20 something worldwide. Okay. This, this is a gym that Elliot, you, Elliot started in the back of his van. He used to train people at a park. This man went from literally being over $100,000 in debt to now he's a multimillionaire with the worldwide gym chain. He is the 
the guy, right? <laughs> He's like, the man. Dude. Yeah, yeah. For he, sure. I have the utmost yeah. respect for this man. So about strength camp, strength camp is all about strongman techniques. So for y'all that don't know what strongman is, strongman is pretty much the, the roughest side of weightlifting. It's, it's all about picking up heavy atlas stones, so big old concrete balls, right? It's about flipping tires. It's about carrying yokes, which are these heavy bars. You know, put 2,000 pounds on your back and walk with it. Yeah. Very hardcore type of training. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's what strength camp's all about. That's kind of the environment we have. So I'm like, man, I, I love this. I love the grittiness y'all have going on. I love fitness, obviously. How do I work there? How, how can I come to strength camp and, and be a part of this? And Elliot says, uh, go onto the website and apply. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Is that easy? <laughs> Whoa. Like, that's, that's crazy. He's like, they, they have an internship program. You just go on the website and apply. It's that simple. I'm like, oh, hell, man. That's, that's awesome. Okay, I'll yeah, do that. Yeah, sure, dude. Yeah. So, anyways, I go through the application process. It's, it's super competitive. Uh, they, they only take two interns at a time quarterly, so roughly eight eight interns a year or so. Yeah. Um. So I, I wasn't even sure if I would if I would get it in get in or not, but sure enough, uh, do a couple interviews, blah blah blah, and they're they're like, bam, I want y'all to come in, uh, or I want you to come in, I want you to to intern for us. I'm like, awesome, that's Sick, great, dude. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So part of where I'm killing two birds with one stone is part of the curriculum for my degree in exercise science that I just got requires me to do an internship oh, okay so yeah. this is early 2018 when this is all happening i got accepted and i'm like look guys let's let's hold off they wanted me to go down there early while yeah. i was still in school i'm like look guys thank you so much for accepting me let me set up my semester right so that i can get done with all my classes and then this this previous fall semester right i said I just graduate college the only class quotes i was in is my internship oh, okay i got you now. so while i'm still i was i was currently enrolled in in uca i was doing my internship so i was i was down in florida so anyways well i get get accepted to the internship so big problem i'm a broke college student <laughs> this is an unpaid internship okay oh my gosh like how am i gonna make this work three months in florida living by myself unpaid job it's like it's gonna be hard i i uh you know just being blunt i didn't have the money to go down there get yeah. an apartment to pay bills utilities and all that i was about to say like what were the so like you there's you probably couldn't have another job while you were doing that it was probably most of the day you were there when yeah i was i was working essentially full time i, okay, I mean i yeah, was at the gym yeah. all day long okay yeah. i got you now yeah yeah so it's it a huge huge commitment so i get to thinking and I'm like, I had a few ideas come and go. I thought about like being straight up homeless and like living on the beach and stuff. Big problem with that. I just so happened to be doing my internship during hurricane season in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, can't do that. So I, 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 I continue to formulate ideas and I'm like, what if I build a house in the back of my truck? And I tell my friends that and they're like, dude, you're crazy. Like, what, do you, what do you mean build a house? I'm like, bro. Hey man, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, so I did have some supporters. I mean, I mean that's a cool idea. I, I can see how someone would think it was a cool idea, and how someone could say you were crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I understand 100. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I think it is crazy, but I mean, I still think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. 
I'll, I'll, I'll give it i'll give it to the doubters maybe, maybe i'm a little bit crazy so <laughs> so i research it right i use this beautiful thing we we have called the internet and i research building a house in your truck right and <laughs> go figure there is literally a book written on how to build a house in the back of your truck that's crazy i buy the book i read the entire thing I researched it for a couple months. This wasn't something I did overnight. This is something I really, really thought out, uh, created a blueprint, you know, got all the measurements, messed with different, different models of, of, of structures and whatnot, found me a good blueprint I wanted to do, and then it was time to, you know, build the thing. So really, it's, it's, a, it's a simple layout. I drilled a, a few holes in the bed of my truck, bolted in a, a frame of two-by-fours, essentially, I mean, that, that's, that's all it is. And then screwed it in plywood, attached it to it. There got, you go. Got flat roof, flat walls, got a door <laughs> in the back. It's literally a giant box. And I said, I'm going to live in this for three months during August in Florida. No AC, no, elec- <laughs> no electronics. I, ha- I didn't have no electronics in there, nothing. Dang. And guess what? I, t- hey, I told you this before you went down there. I said, where's the vents at? Where's the vents at? You're gonna need some ventilation. No, man. No, I don't need no vents. I don't need no vents. Okay. Yeah. So one thing about me, I've never shied away from discomfort. I thought I could handle that. I was like, yeah, you know, like I don't need ventilation. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So I go down there, and you know, I forget what they're called, but, but those, those heat boxes that they would throw prisoners in back in the day when they acted up. Like yeah. this is literally what I built for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, dude. If if you've never lived in Florida in August, it gets down to mm, maybe eighty seven at night, eighty six. <laughs> balmy eighty seven. <laughs> Guarantee you. That, now now consider this. I'm in an enclosed box with my body heat microwaving out. I guarantee you, built in one hundred percent that. It was 90, degree, 90 plus in that box at night. The first three nights, I, I really doubted myself. I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. This is what I did to stay cool at night, to be able to sleep. I had a cooler right where I'd keep my food and stuff. I would dip my sheet into the ice cooler, soak my sheet, and then put it down and lay on my sheet. And it was cool enough that I could fall asleep for a few hours. And then I'd wake up covered in sweat and have to repeat the process. Dude, that is, sounds terrible. It, it was god awful. It, 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 was, it was bad. So three days in, I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. Like I've got to get some sort of relief. Um, I, I made a buddy with some power tools, drilled. I, I made some ventilation in it and got a battery operated fan. So we went from 90 degrees at night to 85. There you go. But, <laughs> but the humidity, that's a big difference. The humidity is what you, you lowered the humidity. You, there was no, like your perspiration, nothing was leaving your truck. <laughs> yeah. It, so, it made it bearable. It yeah. made it bearable. I slept in, my, in a pool of sweat for three months straight every single night, dude. I suffered <laughs> so hard, man. It, it, was, it was gruesome. It was gruesome. Absolutely. And on top of that, you know, I'm, I'm showering at the gym. All my food I'm cooking is on a Coleman propane grill. Nice, dude. Yeah. But that, that's the thing. I didn't, I didn't use it as an excuse like, yeah. to be unhealthy. I ate almost an entirely organic diet. I yeah. ate lentils and rice and turkey every single day that I cooked on my grill. Yeah. Like, it, it, it worked out. I was, I was 
in a great position, albeit uncomfortable, but I've, I've honestly never been happier in my life because I, I know you're hearing me like talk about how I'm sweating, sleeping in my sweat every night, having to cook off a grill, having to shower at a gym, right? Essentially being homeless. But th- those are some of the, the it, to this day, some of the best times of my life because I'm, I'm working at my dream job, right? My dream gym. I'm, I'm developing myself as a trainer. I'm learning and growing every single day. And I'm, I'm, I'm living in an absolutely beautiful city, which is St. Petersburg, Florida. Yeah. It was, it was, it was an amazing experience, really. Dude, that's legit. Uh, like, so how did you, how did you, you obviously had your phone, I assume. Yeah. Did you charge it during the day and then just not have a charger at night or? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, so, so like when you went to the yeah. gym, you just like charge all your stuff there. Yeah, dude. I, I would have like a little corner where I'd like plug my laptop in, plug my phone in and just okay. kind of steal, okay. steal electricity from the gym. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> I was about to say like, man, that's crazy. I didn't know. I, I knew that you had done that, but I didn't know all the, de- all the details about it. Yeah. So. And on, on top of that, this is a warehouse gym. Like I said, this isn't a commercial gym, so we don't have AC in the gym. Like I'm in the heat <laughs> 24 hours a day. Yeah, it, it actually got pretty comfortable where I'd sleep and it'd be 80 at night. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. Yeah, bro. The day he came back is the day that it snowed. Like yeah. the day he he got back, it was snowing and he was like, Dude, you probably about Get froze. This. He was Get freezing. <laughs> I leave Florida in shorts and a tank top. It's 87 degrees. I roll up in Arkansas. It's like 30 and snowing. My body was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I was so confused, dude. Oh, man. It shrilled up like a prune. And, and honestly, <laughs> I, I just remembered this. When he got back, we were still training for the marathon, and we, we went on like a six-and-a-half-mile run in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> and it was back up, son. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. It's so much easier coming down here running. I was so used to running in 90 degrees with the heat beating down on me. I didn't me. even think about that. That's true. The whole time you were there, you were training for yeah. uh, the marathon. So, so yeah, on, top of, about that. on yeah. top of that, I'm, I'm running 30, 40 miles a week in the sun. Like I just, I literally sweat 24-7. So yeah, you had, a, you had a membership to a rock climbing gym. You trained for that. You helped people train during the day at strength camp. You trained. Yeah. You... Even you got with some dude with an Actually, MMA. I, I joined an MMA gym yeah. while I was down there. So I oh, literally, I worked out three to four times a day, every single day. All I did, I, I went from gym to gym to gym. I was at strength camp. I was at our MMA gym. I was at the rock climbing gym or I was out running for a marathon. Dang, son. Tell, I, I tell everybody about how you got uh the the means that you got to be a part of the MMA gym because I mean you had to yeah. you know that's that's not a free thing yeah absolutely so I've always been curious in MMA right I think that's just just cool like the combat yeah the the combat aspect of of you being against another individual and I remember back in high school uh me me and some of my buddies we used to box for fun you know nothing nothing um ill-intended just 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 fun go out go out in the cow field get the boxing gloves out go you know knock each other around a little bit then then get drunk at night so you don't hurt anymore that's uh (laughs) tell you a little bit about my childhood so 
(laughs) (laughs) So I always had fun doing that. It was a great time. And it's something that that I wanted to pursue further. And I was like, heck, you know, I'm down in St. Pete. There's a MMA gym literally a mile down the road from strength camp. I'm going to go check them out. So they offer a free class. I go in there. I I go through it. Um, I do. Actually, I do a Muay Thai class. Oh, that's, that's which cool. is all about all about punching elbows, kicking knees, right? Yeah. And then after that, I do a jujitsu class, which is all about essentially like uh, submitting your opponent. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. So it's kind of like it's not wrestling; it's like grappling, I guess, kind of. Kind of wrestling's more grappling. Okay, so okay. this is more on the ground, like, like arm locks. Okay, yeah, 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 all, all that kind of stuff. So, so I go through. So I train for two hours, right? I do a both of those classes, and I had a great time. I loved it, dude. It was, it was scary. Jujitsu is scary. I will tell you that. <laughs> I, I'll go into that in a second. But jujitsu will get you so uncomfortable. Anyways, I go through my two classes. Have a great time, and I'm sitting there talking to the gym owner after class, and they know I work for Strength Camp, so they're we're all talking, blah blah blah, and he's asking me how I like the classes. I'm like, man, I love it. Like I love, it. I've had such a great time, and I tell him my story. I tell him, yeah, you know, you see a box out in the parking lot. That's my home. <laughs> that's that's my home. That's, that's where I path. live. And I, I'm like, that's where I take the ladies. <laughs> I'm like, man, I w- I would love to continue to train here, but I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I'm working an unpaid internship, living in the back of a truck. I don't have the financial means to pay 150 dollars a month for a membership here. And he says, you know what? I'll help you out. He says, I'm always willing to help out a fellow doer of life. He said, come in, come in when no one's training about two times a week and clean the place up. Pretty much be our janitor. You can train here for free. Sick, dude. I look him in the eyes. I say, fuck that. I'll train your gym. I'll, I'll clean your gym three times a week <laughs> for your free membership. Shook his hand and, and had a great time, man. He... He, he was an excellent teacher, and now I feel like I can semi-fight. Um, I, got, <laughs> I got choked out by a bunch of 12-year-olds while I was down there. <laughs> but oh, but it was man. great, man. It was, it was great. It shows you the power of being vulnerable, just following your heart. Like I knew, I knew going into that free membership, I wouldn't have the, or free training day, I wouldn't have the money to pursue it further. I was just... Shooting my shot, seeing what had happened. Yeah. And I didn't have to be vulnerable and tell this man how I live in the back of a truck and how I'm broke and don't have money. But but I, I, I showed my true colors there and it worked out. Yeah. I think that's awesome, man. That's because that. me, I'm guilty of that too. Especially, you never want to tell other people about your vulnerable places. You never want to tell somebody... Yeah, and like, dog, I ain't got no money. Like, I, you know, that's the worst. Yeah. Like, when I was young, I always hated having to tell someone that I, I couldn't do something because I wasn't able or didn't have the means to do something. So I respect that, man. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. What, what you made me think of with that is, like, you didn't have to tell him, but you felt, you felt led to just kind of, like, put yourself out there. There was something there. 
and uh, that's kind of the whole like logic versus versus intuition like it's not logical for you to be like yo man like i'm i'm broke and i don't have i don't have the means to actually uh, pay for this or even you going in there and 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 doing it was it a free session that you got i'm assuming yeah that a free first session class. Yep. and to even entertain the idea that you might uh, be able to get a membership. Yeah, like I didn't know what would happen. Exactly. I just, I just knew I wanted to try it out. Yeah. yeah. So like it, it may not have made sense to do that, but you just kind of felt it and, and went after it. So yeah, this that's is what awesome. I, what I gather is you, you didn't have expectation going in to even get a membership. You just Absolutely. went in but just you because you thought, led. just because you thought it was cool, you want to try it out. So yeah, yeah. man, that's why it, it, it's so cliche. But <laughs> I love the saying: follow your heart. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to make sense the path the choice you make but we all have a inner voice call it your heart call it your intuition around here a lot of people like to call it your gut feeling yeah right yeah. there there's there's a voice inside of you that whether it makes sense or not knows what is right and what you must do as a person is hear that voice as clearly as possible and let it lead you through life yeah that's that's very very true. You've got that intuition, and you you also have what what people I see people tend to do a lot of times is they get very they get very heady they get very neurotic, and and they want to rationalize everything. They want to put logic behind everything, and and that's good. Like that's that's very useful. Logic is a good thing. Like making yeah. sense making sense out of stuff. Like that's that's a very very powerful tool. But I feel like, like culturally, there's a there's a ba- there's a skewed balance between following your heart and like what you feel, as opposed to like what makes sense. It doesn't make sense to maybe in 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 this culture, anyways. It doesn't make sense to take losses financially to do something that that doesn't have a like for sure benefit but you feel led to do it yeah and sometimes sometimes it works out man i feel like if you follow and you and you are in tune with that that voice you'll do exactly what you were meant to do yeah for sure well i was gonna say something about that it's like i don't remember what i was gonna say it'll come to me in a second i had it on the tip of my brain but it just left <laughs> so okay yeah dude i remember what i was gonna say I was going to say, you remember what your mom used to tell you back in the day? She used to say, there's a time and a place for everything. There's a time for being logical, and there's a time to step over that and then just do whatever, do whatever you're feeling. Yeah. And see, I don't necessarily... To an extent. I'm I not saying do whatever you're feeling. You know, don't do something bad. Don't. I, I don't think it's necessarily like intuition over logic. I think it's a, I think it's a balance. It's like... A it's balance a dance between the two. Like you have to be logical. Yeah, a good waltz. Like for example, Marcus living in the back of his truck. He he followed his heart. He knew he had to do that, but he also knew he had to have a plan. Mm-hmm. He had to to go and build a blueprint. He had to be logical about how he was actually going to make it work. Yeah. So it's, that makes I sense. think it's I think it can be skewed the other way as well. Like you can. Yeah. You can be like, oh, I feel so led to do this, but not like, oh, it's just going to work out. It's just going to work out. Yeah. I'm just going to have going to have faith that it's going to work itself out. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's true. Some things, some things do work out. I wouldn't say to the extent of you just moving somewhere and 
you know, living in a truck, but you know, smaller things may work out like that. But most of the time I'd say you need a good mesh together between the, yeah, it's it's like, like Morgan said, it's a dance. It's a very, very balancing act type thing. I dig that. So basically to, to cap off that, that topic, follow your heart. Follow your heart, but listen to listen to like the logical side of you too. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. So you said you did the internship, Marcus. You came back. So now, now that you're back, what what's your plan for the next? Not even necessarily a couple of years, but what are you going to do now that you finished the internship and you are you going to? You said you're moving to. Uh, or did you say that already? Washington. Washington. <laughs> Washington. Washington. As my grandma says. Yeah, so so I came back, uh had to had had a few big things planned that I've done over the last month, month and a half since I got back. Uh one being graduating college. Yeah. Right. The other one being the marathon Gary and Woo-hoo. I ran, which was pretty epic. Ain't been running much since. Uh, <laughs> We've been walking a lot though. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So besides that, wanted to come back. Uh, you know, spend, spend the holidays with my family, got back for Thanksgiving, got to catch up with everyone, got, you know, got to see the family over Christmas. My little brother who lives up in Washington just flew in, you know, being, been catching up with him. So the, this last month has kind of been enjoying myself a little more. I mean, I'm yeah. still grinding and I'm still doing, you know, 50 mile hikes and running a marathon. But for the most part, it's it's a big step back from living in the back of a truck. Yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm taking it easy for my standards. Yeah, right? yeah. That's why you get uncomfortable. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's why you get. <laughs> Quit laughing at me, Will. Uh, that's why you. That's why you get uncomfortable when you put yourself in discomfort. You raise that threshold for what you're comfortable with. Yeah. You become yeah. more comfortable in the face of discomfort, and it's so counterintuitive, but you you find happiness that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. So the next big move, I'm, I'm going to hang out here in Arkansas, right? Christmas done happened, New Year's, all that. So I got about a couple more weeks and then I'm moving up to Washington state. So as I mentioned earlier, my dad's been in the military my entire life. He's stationed up in Washington right now. Okay. And that's, that's also where my little brother's living. So I've decided I love Arkansas, man. Born and raised, I, I love this land, but I need out. <laughs> I need a change of scenery. I For need sure. to be exposed to new ideas, new perspectives, and, and overall just, just a new, new atmosphere, a new place, man. So moving up to Washington, going to go move in with my dad, go find a job up there as a trainer, and explore explore the mountains up there the pacific northwest and see what it has in store for me dude that's awesome hopefully it doesn't have a bear attack in store for you <laughs> there there's them bears up there's a lot bigger than what's <laughs> down lot here bigger, yep. so uh so are you just gonna do personal training while you're up there or? that's where i'm gonna start uh i i love as i've said i have a i have a deep passion for fitness for helping people live healthier lives. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely going to start with personal training, but I, I feel called to do more than that. It's, it's yeah. going to evolve into something more, into something more holistic, right? I'm starting right now with the, the physical body, but I want to get to a point where I'm, I'm working with people's mental states as well, yeah. I'm helping their, their psychology, their, their mindsets. Um, what, what that end picture looks like, I can't tell you. I don't yeah. know. Right now, 
I'm just taking things one step at a time, following my heart while also thinking about it. There you yes. go. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, just seeing what happens. And I've, I've never been happier. Man, that's legit. That's awesome, dude. Too legit to quit. Too legit to quit. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that's awesome. Um, no, dude, I, I kind of want, I kind of want you to speak on, on your, your passion for, for exercise a little bit. And, and not only that, like give, give the audience a little bit of maybe advice or, or some motivation or something that may have inspired you to, to do what you do. I mean, you're a trainer, give them, give them something. Yeah. So the, the, one of the biggest things is you ain't happy if you're sick. Think yeah. about it. Just think about it. You ain't, you ain't happy if you're sick, if, if you're in pain, if you're hurting, whatever, like you're just not going to be happy. So, so health is one of those foundational pillars that we all must have. If, if your health is off, literally everything else in your life will be thrown off. And yeah. a big part of health is moving the body, is exercise, right? There are also more components to it, such as, you know, nutrition, sleep, as y'all have talked about. Yeah. Um, my niche, the area where I really excel is through movement of the body. I love looking at, at the body and how it moves and helping people just, just, just do getting in their bodies right if it feels good to go out and get a run it feels good to get yeah a good workout in a that's good, honestly one of the the seven types of intelligence is the kinesthetic intelligence mm-hmm. and you're obviously pretty kinesthetically intelligent absolutely yeah yeah so so yeah fitness fitness is huge um i'm gonna be honest i forget what the question was what what am i talking about Oh, no. you're you're giving the giving the audience something. You talked about your passion. Now, now give the audience something to chew on as far as like getting whether they're getting into fitness or they're they've been into fitness for a little bit. Like give give the audience yeah. something. Okay, cool, cool. So when people want to change their bodies, say you want to lose thirty pounds, say you want six pack abs, say you want to jump higher, run faster, whatever it may be. We always focus on our physical selves. We focus on the body. I can tell you this right now. The body, the physical self, is a direct reflection of the mind, of the mental self. If you want to change physically, you have to first change yourself mentally. And that's, that's facts. All right? So what I tell people is you, you have to decide to adopt a growth mindset. There's a really popular concept in psychology called the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. Unfortunately, a lot of people walk around with, with what's called a fixed mindset. They believe in things such as innate talent. So they, they believe you are the way you are and you're kind of stuck there. Yeah. You know, okay. Gary's yeah, a I good musician because he's born like that. Okay. Will, yeah. Will's good at talking and articulating ideas and doing podcasts because he's born like that. I'm good at athletics because of genetics, right? And, and while there is a genetic component, a more powerful mindset to come from is a growth mindset, which is the more accurate mindset. Growth mindset individuals believe that you are the way you are because you've chosen to be that way. Gary's good at guitar because he's chosen to put the time in and grow as a musician. Okay. Yeah, right? you're, you. you're not fixed where you are now, you can always choose to grow. So that's, that's huge. Realizing that you have control over the situation and that you are where you are 
because you choose to be. Okay. Many, many, many people like to play the victim in life and, and forego their power, kind of blame external circumstances. Blame your mama, blame your family, blame your job, blame literally anything and everything under the sun as to where you're at instead of taking responsibility yourself for where you're at. You control your life. And that, that's, that's the biggest thing is, is changing that mindset to realizing I choose to be the way I am. So I help people take their power back, take control of their life again. And then through that, things like slimming up, having a healthier body, things like eating better, things like being a better husband, a better girlfriend, a better whatever, they happen naturally. As, as you grow and develop as a person, your life is just going to get better. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. So for, I'll use you as an example. How do, for somebody listening that they're like, okay, I dig that. I dig that. But it's just hard for them to get uh, motivated, I guess. How do you, how do you motivate yourself whenever you really don't want to do something? You know what I mean? Cause, cause they can have the mindset, but mm-hmm. still in the back of their head, they're, they're kind of doubt and they, they just don't have that extra umph to get them yep. over the edge. How do you, how do you motivate yourself? Guess what, y'all? Motivation's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's your problem. That's one, one of your problems right there is you're focusing on motivation. You're, f- you're only doing things when you feel like doing them. It's easy to go out on that run when you feel good. It's, it's easy to be a good boyfriend when you're happy, when you're in a good mood. How are you when you come home from a long, hard day at work? Yeah. And, and your girl says something that bugs you a little bit. You know, how, how do you respond to that? It's when discipline kicks so in. So what's more important than motivation? <laughs> Much more important is discipline. Discipline. Being able to do something even when you don't feel like it. Right? Discipline, you break down the word discipline. It, it, it means to decide. It is a 100% commitment, a decision to move in a particular direction, right? So discipline is, is a muscle, right? It's, it's something that has to be developed. You don't, that's why we tell you not to start on a 50 mile hike, not to start with five minutes in the creek. Cause you, you probably don't have the discipline to even do that in the first place. You've got yeah. to grow mentally to even get to that spot. So what I have people do is start small, right? Just like with weight training, if you want to get a bigger chest, you don't start off bench pressing 300 pounds because yeah. that's going to crush you. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally, you'll be crushed. <laughs> you, start, you start with the bar. You start small, and then you progress. So I tell people, do you brush your teeth every day? Do you make your bed every day? Do you take a shower every day? Right? You start with small, easy tasks. Right. You can't you can't tell me you ain't got the the discipline to make your bed every morning. You can't tell me you 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 ain't strong enough to brush your teeth. Right. You start small with these easy tasks and then slowly work your way up. Okay, so say you you make your bed, you brush your teeth, you tell your girl that you you love her and to have a good day every day when you leave the house. You got this easy stuff. Then you kick it up a notch. Okay. Maybe every morning I wake up, I pump out thirty push ups. Maybe I drink eight glasses of water every day, right? Activities that are slightly harder, but still, you know, rel- still relatively easy. 
Yeah. And and then it's just a, a simple progression. So from there, say, okay, I've been doing 30 push-ups every single morning. I'm going to get a gym membership. I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. Once you get that down, once you have the discipline to go to the gym three times a week, you say, okay, I'm going to go four times. Or I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a podcast once a week. I'm going to play guitar for 15 hours a week, right? And cut that up however you want. And you, you see how you slowly add on more and more, just like with a barbell. When you start off with a bar, you slowly add on plates, right? First workout, you're doing the bar. You're doing 45 pounds. Maybe in a week, you're doing 55. You, you go on some plates. A year from now, maybe you're doing 135. You got them big 45 pounders. Hey. Five <laughs> years from now, you might be doing 300. You know, it's the same thing with life. You have to just slowly add on tasks. And super important to be realistic where you're at. Maybe you do need to start with brushing your teeth every day. There's no shame in that. As Gary said earlier, I ain't better than you because I'm an eighth grader and you're a third grader. I'm just ahead of you on my journey. Right? Yeah. So don't, don't, don't judge yourself, but be honest with yourself. That's, that's another thing. We all want to live in fantasy land and act like we're better than what we are. A lot yeah. of people lack humility. Yeah, that's true. I'm guilty of that for sure. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I think everybody can be guilty of that to some extent. You think, well, it's easy. I'll say this. It's easy to look at somebody else that's doing less than you and say, oh, dude, I'm good. You know, mm -hmm. but then it's always humbling to look at somebody else doing more than you. And then you're like, oh, wow, yeah, I'm really not doing that much. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it goes back to the comparison game. You know, I can, I can find 100 people out there that I'm smoking, that I look way better than, then I can find 100 people that are way ahead of me that make me feel bad about myself. Neither of those situations are very beneficial to you. Yeah. It, it's, it's who am I today? in comparison to who I was yesterday, last week, last month, last year. And it's that simple. If, 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 you're, if you're better than you were yesterday, awesome. That's, that's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal, man. Yeah, so exercising, exercising that discipline, kind of connecting what we were saying a little bit earlier, it just ra you raise that threshold as you, put, as you become more disciplined and able to take on more tasks, as you were saying you raise that threshold you get like we were saying earlier more comfortable with that discomfort and especially when it's when it's beneficial things that you're doing because exercise nobody is going to argue with you that exercise is bad for you All right please please try <laughs> <laughs> that'd be an easy and one so if you if you do the and you raise this this threshold in in healthy ways you're not only you're not only becoming happy like achieving happiness but you're also benefiting your body it's like it's just goes hand it's in a win-win yeah why not yeah, you're why blessed not? if you do blessed if you don't yeah <laughs> but if you don't work out you won't be blessed no i'm just kidding <laughs> I'm just if you kidding. don't work out you won't be jacked <laughs> <laughs> like will <laughs> uh i was trying to think what's that uh jocko what does he say he says good yeah and he's <laughs> like i saw one video it, it was so cool he's like find the discipline and then implement the discipline. <laughs> Dude, I was like, I about ran 10 miles after that. He fired me up. But that's probably, I think that's, that's uh, my problem in a lot of things. 
is it, it takes something for me to get going, you know, which what you just said that, man, I was just soaking that in, dude. That was like, I was reading a book or something. That was awesome. How you had to shift the mind and not just get fired up for stuff, mm-hmm. get an external factor to get your motor running, baby. You got to turn the key yourself. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You'd be self-driven. You need to a go. Tesla. You need to go. Self-driven. On a, <laughs> <laughs> you need, you need to go on a 10 mile run wheel. It'll change your life. Dude, I should. Dude, I need to, I need to, dude, I'm stoked right now. Got you fired up. (laughs) But, uh, dude, no, I just need to run around the block. (laughs) Chill out, Gary. I just need to run around the block. You do this. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's a muscle. Gotta gotta raise that threshold. Uh, My wife would love it if I made the bed every day. I need to start doing that. (laughs) No kidding, dude. You said that? I was... That that shook me out there. I was like, ooh. You can't tell me you don't have enough time to make your bed, Will. Bro, I got time to make the bed. That made me, that, that cut me deep right there. So <laughs> I'm not trick. even kidding, though. Oh, you know what man. I mean? You got anything else for him? Anything else? What else I got? Um, well, I, I, I've got something for him if, if, if you don't. Um, um, I, I mean, I have something for him. It's, it's really kind of for the end, though. Okay. Well, I've got. So I've if got you got few, another, if you got some more ideas, I've got. I've got two more things to talk about with you, Marcus, and I, I want you to kind of elaborate. You, for those of y'all that don't uh, follow Marcus on Instagram, he pumps out videos all the time, and uh, I kind of want him to extend on on why he started doing that, what you've gained from it, what you've learned from it. Just kind of talk about putting yourself out there on uh, on social medias. Social medias. <laughs> yeah the old instagram so i'm a coach right my profession is to motivate people is to inspire people is to help people grow that's 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 kind of just what i do um and that that isn't something i just do for money right it's something i enjoy doing i genuinely enjoy i will happily give you my time and energy to help you grow and develop as a person and that is so evident on my Instagram page. Um, check it out, King underscore Merck underscore. Um, I'm I'm constantly just trying to provide value to people. So I, the way I view my journey is I I used to be a nobody man. I used to be a miserable, depressed, skinny little teenage boy. Honestly, the only reason why I'm where I am today is because I had enough pain to decide I had to make a make a change. All right. I um And you had mentors like Elliot Holtz. Yes. Chris yes. Barner. So so nature. what is essential to help you get from point A to point B to get from this skinny, scared teenager to this badass sitting in front of you. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can attest he is <laughs> It's important to be confident in yourself. Um, <laughs> is mentors, as Gary just said. You need people to help guide you along the way, to help shine light on the situation, right? To help, because they've been, they've been through the same thing. So that's, that's all I do with my Instagram, is I see people in similar situations to that of ones I used to be in, and I'm like, man, back then I really wish I'd have known this. I really wish... I'd have had this perspective, this nugget of wisdom. So I make videos about 
everything and anything. I'll I'll make posts sometimes and just write. I'll I'll, I'll I'm I'm always pumping out and sharing tools that have improved my life and that I hope can help to improve yours. Yep. That's Dude, awesome. I'm down with that. Go follow Marcus. Go follow Marcus. If you want some free nuggets, some free nuggets. Free nuggets. No Coca-Colas, though. No Coca-Colas. <laughs> I'm going to give you no Coke. I ain't going to give you no Coke. No fries. <laughs> free give you some nuggets. Free nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> but, dude, I, I was thinking about this. That's, that's really awesome because we live in a time where social media is so prevalent. And, like, Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat, things of that nature, it's all free, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could follow yourself included you can follow a ton of people that can give you information and motivation and stuff like that on surround yourself with inspiring things yeah yeah for sure so i just i just think that's really cool how you do that just because you like to and that's awesome but it's free you know you don't have to do that you're not receiving anything from it just from besides the satisfaction of you know people seeing it and learning from it so i think that's really cool yeah, yeah, so my, my next thing, it kind of goes on the whole videos thing. So for those of y'all that, that go and follow Marcus, you'll, you'll notice that um, he's a little vulgar. <laughs> every, every, time, uh, every time I'm around some of my family members, they, they mention that, they mention, oh, Marcus, you know, he, he's pretty vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm sure you've gotten some flack, especially growing up in, in this area. Um, for that so I just want you to talk a little bit about that yeah absolutely so I mean yeah I was I was labeled as a bad kid growing up uh, a lot of people judged me kind of painted me with the with the wrong picture and 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 of course I have my my shortcomings and, and whatnot like like we all do but uh what you have to understand about me is like I mentioned earlier I come from a military background not not personally but my father has done a tour in Iraq, a tour in Afghanistan, been in his entire life. My papa did two tours in Vietnam. My other grandpa was a Marine in Vietnam. My uncle did a tour in Iraq. I come from hard men, hard men that, that curse, that drink, that live a, a hard life, that have, that have seen things that, that carry pain and, and grit. And I had a struggle a lot as a kid. I grew up in a trailer park for for a lot of my life like i things things weren't easy for me so i do i i have an edge to me um and people feel that it's it's a very polarizing thing i mean and even just looking at me right you the viewer can't see me but i'm six four muscular male covered in tattoos got a big viking beard and go check him out on instagram check him out on instagram <laughs> <laughs> you'll right? be disappointed <laughs> like like I, I i i look like a hard guy because i am i i have that warrior mindset and that is very polarizing a lot of people love me for that a lot of people love my my f-bombs and and my my perspectives and you know some people don't and that's okay you you, you don't have to like me you know if, if you don't like me that's cool I don't really care if you like me. I want you, what's more important than, than liking me or not liking me is interpreting the message I have. Yeah. Please don't get caught up on the minutia, on the, on the F word, on the, oh, he offended me there. He said this one thing I don't agree with. It's all right. Like, you're, you're never going to agree and 
um, accept everything another person does. Right, right. We're all individuals. I, I wouldn't expect you to. But look deeper than that. Don't get stuck on the surface. Look for the message present and, and find value there. And, and that's going to make your life better. Like, why would you choose to get upset over something? Like, like you have, a, again, going back to the choice, you can choose to get upset because I said fuck, or you can choose to have a better life because I'm providing a valuable message. That's your choice. Yeah. Yeah, and we, me and Will, we talked about, that's literally the last thing we talked about in our last episode, I think, was like, we are the ones that, that give words like that, the power yeah. to, to offend us. Yeah, and, and not even necessarily curse words. It can just be anything that somebody says to you that offends you or mm-hmm. you take the wrong way. That, that's not actually how they meant it. It's just the way that you, the way that you think about things that are said and that people say to you or say to in general is just all about the way, you know, your mind is comprehending. Yeah. It. And the, and the thing is that I feel like, and I've, I've seen this, this within you, Marcus, it's like when you're around people that you know that, you know, it, it offends them and you care enough about them. You don't want to get on their nerves. Like you're not going to go out of your way to curse. Of course. Like it's that's not the point, but on on Instagram, that's that's your boss. That's me being me. That's your yeah. boss. If you don't like you it, know? don't follow me. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the man. Back to it again. That's the beauty of stuff like that. Is no, they don't have to follow you. You know, nobody has to do anything. You know, he's just being who he is. But I recommend following him. But you know, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. And another thing you said about you don't have to like what you do, but or, you know, like get the message and things like that is I always think it's cool. You don't have to like somebody. You don't have to like what they do, but you can respect them. You can respect what you're trying to do. You can respect the craft. Uh, you can respect the, the emotion and the emphasis and the effort that you're putting into something, even if you don't like it, you know, yeah. you, you can always respect somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful time we live in, man. Cause with with information and, and how it moves, I mean, you can reach. For example, like you said, there there are kids that that they ring true looking at my stuff because they've grown up in a similar situation that I have, or they're into things that I'm into. But there's also kids that relate to you because they they just feel like you've been where they've been. So it's like we have a channel talking about social media where it's so selective as to what you can watch and what appeals to you. So for, for the viewer, it's good. But also for the, the person that's putting it out, you're able to reach people like that. Whereas you go back in the, you know, before the social media era, it's really hard to do that. You've got to, okay, what can I do to make something that will appeal to everybody but still get, get me out there, you know? And it's like now... It's in a time like no, no matter no matter how specific the craft or the or the the trade or the skill or or performance or whatever it is, there's an audience out there to listen. You just gotta find them. And social media is that channel. That's true, man. It's true. It's a it's a not a strange time we live in. Well, it's kind of strange, but it's an interesting time we live it in. A beautiful say. time. A beautiful. Interesting, strange there's, time. There's no, All of there's them together. no more beautiful time than the present. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. 
but today is a gift. That's why it is called the present. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm, I'm down with that, though. Dang, son. This is our. This is a new high score, Gary. Yeah, I knew. I knew it would be. We got three people talking. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, I haven't cute. talked really much this podcast. No, I do. We. I haven't really either. But that's the whole point, man. Is yeah. when we have guests, we want you to. We want you to feel them. We want you to. We want. You, obviously, you can't see them, but we want you to envision what they're talking about. We want you to, you know, really take in what they're saying, and by them talking more than us and everything like that, I think yeah. that's the way to go. Every everybody has has a story to tell, and when you get somebody to tell that story, there and there's an audience, which we have a massive audience, <laughs> massive dude. <laughs> you can learn from what they have to say. You can see into their life. You can see that this person is really like no different or, or than me. Like they're not super special. Like you were saying, people like to get in that fixed mindset. Oh, that's innately uh, given to them through genetics or whatever it is. And that's exactly what we're trying to do with this podcast. Like Marcus, I mean, he, he's had to overcome obstacles to, to be in the position that he, he's, he's in right now, experience the things that he's experienced to become and to further become a profound individual. He is creating a profound life, and we want to show the audience that you can do that as well. And the way we do that is we, we bring in these profound people and we let you explore their mind through casual conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's also <clears throat> what we're trying to do is we want, we want to find people that are different than the average Joe. Not necessarily better than anyone else, but that are a little, not tweaked, but just different in their mindset or their attitude or anything, just to shake it up. Because variety and change is how I learn the most anyway. If I just keep doing the same thing, reading the same thing, looking at the same stuff, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna, you know, stretch the brain. I'm, it, to me, it's like, it's like you have a glove. And you haven't even put your hand in it yet. It's just sitting there. And then, you know, you put your hand like halfway in the glove and you kind of stretch it out a little bit. And you're like, oh, okay, here we go. So then by the time you get your whole hand in there, you know, it's all stretched out. And then you take it off. The glove is a little bigger than what it was before. That's how I see like your brain, like it, it or like your stomach. It's real, it's real small to start, but then you start putting some knowledge in it, start putting some knowledge in it. It expands and you might lose some every once in a while, but it's still stretched out. It's a little bigger than it was before. You know, you have more capacity. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, that's what we're trying to do with the guests, man. We just want to basically what we're saying is we want to get interesting people and 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 let them inspire you and let them just do their thing. Exactly, because I'm not that inspiring or interesting. (laughs) Yeah, you you inspire me. You inspire me, Will. Dude, thanks, dude. I appreciate that. You inspire me sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, um. Yeah, bro, we're definitely the high score. Going to cut it off. We're going to finish her up. But one thing I wanted to ask you, Marcus, before we, before we wrap her up, is if, if there's one thing that you could say to somebody, if they were never going to see you again, never listen to you again, you know, what, what was one thing that you would tell them that you've learned that you would want somebody else to know? You have the power. You dictate the quality of your life. You are in complete control when you 
give up the the games you've been playing, the the excuses you've been making, just all the bullshit, man. You have to realize that you are greatness. You are powerful. You are capable of achieving all the things you wish to achieve. And I truly authentically believe that. This isn't just motivational mumbo jumbo. That's the truth. So it's 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 really that simple, man. The only person holding you back in life is you. Once you, you come are to that, your own limit. That's right. Once once you realize that, you can do whatever you want in life. You can become whoever you want. You can you can do whatever, man, and you can be an amazing, inspirational person that helps to uplift all those around you. You you constantly people don't realize this, but you are constantly influencing the people around you. Like we always think about changing the world as being some huge endeavor. Like I've got to cure cancer. I've got to end starvation in in Africa. I've got to stop police violence. And while those are big things, no one man can achieve that. But what you can do is take control of your life and improve yourself. And through improving yourself, you're going to improve the life of all those people around you because you're going to have a more positive influence on them, right? You're going to have better interactions, deeper connections. And through that, by making yourself better, you're going to make all the people you interact with better and literally change the world just like that. You have the power. Do it. You hear that? Y'all hear that? You got the power. 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 Man. That's what it does what it does next in the song, man. (laughs) That's pretty good though. Okay. Dude. Well man. It's that's legit. That's all I got. Yeah. This is a good one. This is a good one, guys. Uh, I know I'm saying this at the end, but go and listen to it. Oh, you've already listened. (laughs) I just did. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) No. Um, Well, I guess we're going to put the nail in the coffin. Let's put the uh, nail in the coffin, Gary. Give them the social medias. um, (laughs) My social medias is GaryTheGreat96. That's on Instagram. And then on Snapchat, I'm Gary, G-A-I-R-Y. And on Instagram, you can find me at Will underscore Pennington 00. And on Twitter as the scavenger 23 Also, we are Casual Conversation Podcast is on Instagram at Casual Conversation Podcast. I repeat once more, at Casual Conversation Podcast. Marcus, hit us up with your social medias. So my Instagram is King, K-I-N-G underscore Merck, M-E-R-K, and then another underscore there at the end. That's where I post most of my content. That's the best place to find me. I also have Snapchat at Merck M-U-Z-Z-A-K-I-N-G, M-E-R-K. That's more me just messing around and being dumb. Follow me on both. Let's let's connect. Tell me what you thought of the podcast, and and I'd I'd love to meet all y'all that I don't know. I would like to say before we hit this final nail in the coffin, how grateful I am for both of you for inviting me onto the show, for entertaining me here, for allowing me to use your medium, your podcast, to hopefully have a positive impact on those around me. Man, I've I've been looking forward to this for well over a month like like a long time um it's 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 great to be here i was nervous as hell when i first 
first started, but y'all made me feel right at home real quick, and and it's been it's been wonderful connecting with y'all too. Has it been casual? It's, it feels casual. <laughs> I got my leg crossed, man. Yeah, it, it's real heck casual, yeah. man. I've, I've that means a lot that you said that because we the whole reason we did this wasn't to get millions of views. It was to for the people that actually want to listen. We don't care if we have. 50,000 people listening or five people listening. If we can portray a positive influence and message that somebody can take and use in their life, then that's what we're all about, man. So, man, we really appreciate you coming on. It was an awesome episode. I'm glad we got to do it. So, with that being said, Gary out. Later. Done.